Hello everybody, welcome to 1v1 here on Box Rush Games. I'm your host, ADV. Joining me is the wise best tonight, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going? We have a fantastic guest coming from all the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan. He is comed comedian, stand-up, uh, you know, stand-up in. I don't know if you do any writing or anything. Like, show I've writing. Written stuff. Nothing's oh. ever been published. Ah, okay. I haven't done a ton, Dad. I haven't done a ton. <laughs> and he is host of the LMNO podcast. Yeah. Please, everybody, welcome Stu McAllister. Yay! Hey. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse. You are welcome. Yeah. Hey, how how are you? How are you doing? Woo! It's been a weird day today, but I'm doing all right, man. It's always weird when you're self-isolating and staying at home and just trying to find healthy things to do. My neighbors are freaking out. I've had weird situations the last couple of days with neighbors, but it's all good. All good. Uh, no, that's just when you want to just drink some coffee and laugh at them and just be like, what nonsense are y'all doing? Y'all doing the most Yeah. when this Pretty should be the least. Pretty much, man. It, it, it it's weird because even when this is all over, they're still gonna be my neighbors. So I gotta figure yes. out how to how to deal with these people, like at least be copacetic with them, you know? Yes. <laughs> so we have Stu on here. Uh he, he has had a journey in comedy and now he hosts his own podcast. Oh. And so we're we're gonna kind of go back from the beginning where everything started. Uh how what made you get into comedy like stand up being a stand up comedian oh i've always been a a bit of a wise ass ed uh <laughs> I, I always thought i was kind of funny i was never the class clown i was the guy making fun of the class clown that's who i was i was that <laughs> guy and i was just a big fan of stand up just I, I i just like comedy and going and i like laughing i think everybody was like oh i love laughing and so i would go to shows and here in Grand Rapids, the comedy club is uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then on Thursday night, uh, before the professionals get on, they would do an open mic. And uh, I used to go on Thursdays because it was half price night. Everybody loves a bargain, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I would go on Thursday and uh, I'd see the open micers. And more often than not, I was like, these guys suck. And uh, so I felt like I had to uh, prove it to myself that I could be just as funny, if not funnier, than those guys. So then I got my little uh, my skits and my bits together, and I got on stage, and it went all right, and it just kind of went from there. And then uh, 16 years later, I'm in my spare bedroom podcasting with you guys. So that's how it goes. <laughs> oh wow! Like how? <laughs> like how is it writing for like writing comedy, like writing jokes and stuff? Like, sure. uh, do you make yourself laugh first, or it's just like you in your head, just like? What would be funny or what's the ironic thing? For, uh, for me, Ed, it's always like I, I have to be true to myself. I, if, if I think it's funny, then I'm going to say it. And then I just kind of hope like you guys think it's funny. And then I'm like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. on to something. Uh, but I don't want to try to make something that's going to make you guys laugh. And then I'm just like, eh, because then it's not a true thing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I usually write uh, about myself uh, because nobody can get mad if I write a joke about me, right? So if I call yeah. myself an idiot or I'm a moron, I do something stupid, nobody can be mad. Like, I can do political jokes or religious jokes, but then somebody's going to be in the corner and be like, hmm, I don't like that. So uh, if I just write yeah. jokes about me, 
then there you go. And then I can I can get political or whatever within those jokes. Uh-huh. But uh, I like I like writing about me. Self-centered. I'm self-centered, Ed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you feel... Because I think political jokes are probably not the most controversial ones, but they are the funny ones. Because it's yeah. just like you are you on the outside looking in of you as politicians are not catching the joke the craziness like what you stand for is not the stuff that you're doing so we're going to put it in a satirical way so people can laugh right i I would agree i mean just look at like all the late night talk show hosts today right everybody who's doing stuff it's all political stuff they're killing people kind of look to them as like the voice of reason Mm -hmm. so yeah you also you got to do it in a way that's smart and it, it, mm-hmm. it hits really well. I've heard a lot of guys do political jokes that just are kind of sloppy and aggressive or mean or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, those never work. So you, you you look at the big guys like Kimmel and uh, Noah Trevor and, and John Stewart when he was doing it, Colbert. I mean, those guys are the they're a game. So mm-hmm. it's it's great when they're doing it and they're hitting it hard. So uh, I don't begrudge any of those guys. And, and no disrespect, no, I'm not going to let you a- ask a question, Jesse. No disrespect to Republicans, <laughs> but it looks like when comedians are making fun of Republicans, that's the best laugh that people get. <laughs> like, if you, like, if you literally go back before Obama came in and you look at all the George Bush, George Bush Jr. jokes that came out of everywhere, it was just like, this is pure comedy. This is the high rated. You, you tune in because you're just like, you want to see what nonsense this man has said and done and just see all these comedians uh, respond to that to make people laugh. A lot of politicians are giving you gold. President yeah, Trump is giving you gold each and every day. You're just like, <laughs> I couldn't write this as a comedian, and he's yeah. living that life. You're like, what is going on in your brain right now? I, so, I, yeah. see, I almost crashed my car when I heard that he was making the thing called the Space Force. I was like, <laughs> like wait, what? I was yes. driving, and I was literally just like, I got to pull over. He, I, I didn't know nothing about this. I got off of work, and he said, yeah, we're making a team called the Space Force. I'm like, what B-movie material is this? <laughs> he sounds like a 10-year-old, doesn't he? He's just like yeah. coming up with these weird ideas. He's in the sandbox going, hey, we're, let's set guys into space. And they're going to have guns and pew, 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 Space Force. It's crazy. It's nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I was going to say, you know, is like when George Bush uh, uh, Jr. or whatever was, was president, people probably thought there'll never be an easier time to come up with jokes. <laughs> but boy, were they wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's always the best when the, the people in charge are saying dumb things and they're doing yeah. dumb things. Yeah. It's the, for comedians, it's great. Like when Obama was in office, I mean, what did Obama really give us as comedians? He just really yeah. didn't give us a ton. So he yeah. can't, he sucked as a comedian. Obama sucked. <laughs> he, I think he gave comedians a lot because Obama was smooth with his comedy and his shade. Yeah, you yeah. know, like when he had his mic drop, the, the mic drop, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the Lion King thing he did at the uh, correspondence dinner. It was just like. Obama knows the joke. He knows that when he's being made fun of or what people say, he knows he can spin it still. Tell everybody, yeah, it's all good and dandy, but this is the serious thing. It still provides a serious thing. He was you know? part of it. 
had a, he had a sense of humor about it, and that's what you like. Yeah. Like uh, George yeah. W. and and Donald Trump, they don't seem to have a sense of humor. You never really see those guys laugh or smile, and when when they do, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you're an Austin Powers villain, is what it kind of comes across yeah. as. So, well, right. well, and, it's al- and it's almost it's it's almost too bad that like you know like love him or hate him, you know, George Bush Jr. Like the way he is now though, it's like, why couldn't you have been like this when you were president? Why couldn't, you know, and I mean, you know, and I, it is what it is, but like, you know, I'm also, I'm also, you know, when it comes to politics, I'm okay admitting when they're, you know, when, when they do, if there's someone I don't like, they do do something right. And and like you know we've kind of heard about it recently in the in the news and stuff like that. But apparently you know George Bush Jr. had you know kind of been reading a book about pandemics and and thought it would be a good thing that we um, that we kind of uh, prepare for something like that to happen. And un- unfortunately, a lot of the people around him didn't take it too seriously. And I think we did do something because of him but we could have did a lot more and you know so it's and then like that you know and that and mix with you know how you see him acting now it's just sure. like why couldn't you have been a little bit more you know like you can still be you know like be like the leader of a country and have a sense of humor you right. know and we're seeing that you know a little bit of that now from him but it, now it's like it's too late <laughs> so the weirdest part about your whole statement there jesse is that you said george w read a book i find that hard yeah to believe. yeah i, I find yeah. hard to believe that he read a book but if you, if you say so I'll, I'll take it i'll take your word now yeah it, it's it's funny uh like the best comedy to me in real life is seeing it at retail. It is bet it's <laughs> I know people who are shoppers, but when you actually work at retail, you see the most wildest things and it creates right. stories. Like you could you literally could be a stand-up comic uh, comic coming out of retail and just tell the most amazing stories. Because that's what most comedies are. There are stories that you are telling. Yep. You know. Yeah. Relatable got, stuff. Yes. Everybody's been in Walmart. Everybody's seen yeah. the lunatics. So like, yes, I saw that guy yesterday. I know what you're talking about. So, yes, very relatable stuff. I agree. Retail, man, from, gives you a lot of fodder. Have you picked up on the term Karen? <laughs> yes. <Nah. laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of Karens want to talk yeah. to the manager. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, I was, I, uh, speaking of Walmart, I remember the time I think I told you about the yeah, I told you about this that I was at so I was at Walmart. I got out of my car, I um you know, got out and then I just happened to glance into the car next to me. And now mind you, I'm in Wisconsin, so it's probably not that big of a deal, but so I got I got out and I just happened to look into the car next to me and there's just a whole bunch of like empty beer beer bottles and stuff just sitting on the ground and then there was one that was half drank sitting in the in the uh the holder for you know the cup holder area, which means they car. obviously were drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is I was just like, man, I mean, to just have it out in the open like that and just not even care. Hey, who cares, man? It's Friday <laughs> night. Let's get me out, man. I'm going I, to the Walmart. I, I used to work at uh, JCPenney Outlet Wear Clothes, and it's just so I could tell the story. Um, 
this lady, she uh, was looking for her keys and she couldn't find him. So while she was in our store, she was taking stuff out of her purse. The next thing you can see is a, one of those big uh, 40 ounce cans kind of <laughs> um, like yeah. glow. She yeah. put it out and I was just like, she came prepared to be drunk. And the thing about it is, it's because she had been drinking. She she found her keys somewhere. She had all these beer cans in her car. And she had the big Michelin. She called the police to come help her find her keys. Oh. And it was just like, you... You, you don't want to do that, lady. She, exactly. She was not thinking. I was just like, wow. But... That's her everyday That's, life, though, probably, right? This, she does this every yeah. day. She's got yeah. to carry that uh, 40 in her, in her bag or whatever to get through life. It's it's funny, and it's sad, and it, it's reality, though. It's crazy. Yeah, I... My my um, my mom's cousin uh, lives in, in Illinois, and um, anytime that I would go to do anything with him, he, he, he's got one of those big, massive bottles of vodka that he mm-hmm. keeps in the trunk of his car, Right. Um, so whenever he go, whenever we would go to see a movie at the theater it, and he says it's because of his anxiety, but I'm like, yeah, there's medication for that. <laughs> you know, like I'm on, I'm on medication for anxiety. It's like, uh-huh. and, and it's completely gone. I love it. But, um, he would take, he would just drink like he had like a little, um, glass, uh, uh, measuring cup. <laughs> He, like a he'd be like, stuff? okay, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, okay, well, I'm gonna be. He's he was one of those. It's like, okay, so this movie is about two hours and fifteen minutes long, so I can have this much and mm-hmm. not be drunk by the time that I have to drive again. Like wow. that's what he would do every time. That's, Just like that's not anxiety. That's alcoholism. Yeah, that's what yeah, that is. exactly. Yeah, that's alcoholism. Exactly. That was that was just his excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious, man. It's rationalization, and it's sad that people got to think that way. Well, whatever. I mean, do you think it's hard as a comedian when you when you see family members like that, and when you get on stage, or if you're writing like just a skit or something? And you're being, like you said, being true to yourself, but you're writing out people that you know, <laughs> kind of, you, you're writing out people's choices that yeah. they make in life, and you're making it funny. Yeah. Uh, like, have you ever done that or anything? Like, or or been through that? Like, seeing a friend or family member who's gone through something, and you use it as writer material? Oh, uh, yeah. Something? It happens. It's going to happen with everybody because you're just going to look at someone and you're a moron and I need to talk about this on stage so other people know that you're a moron as well. For me, it's been uh, a lot of ex-girlfriends. I've talked about them. Uh, I've talked about some co-workers because it just needs to be said. And this is a funny story and I need to share it with the world. So. But you try to do it in a way that like, maybe it's embellished a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Clearly you yeah. change names or whatever. But if they were ever to come to a show, they'd be like, oh, you motherfucker, you were talking about me up there. I'm like, yes, I was. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is like, you, you really can't lie because you can't be like, well, <laughs> was I? <laughs> right, right. I mean, because I'm like, right, because if I'm telling the truth, that means that you're just yeah. submitted to something that yeah, are you, 
Are you sure you're not just projecting yourself onto me? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly yeah. It would be sad if I wasn't joking about them. I was joking about another idiot who yeah. did the exact same thing. So. Yeah. 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 Um, what was your inspiration for comedy? Like, where's the TV shows, uh, other stand up comedians, or anything? Uh, it was probably uh, when I was uh, in middle school and high school, uh, I watched Saturday Night Live a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what this this was back in the day and age of VCRs. Do you guys remember VCRs? Yep. Remember I have one. Yeah. There you go. I would I would tape Saturday Night Live, and then on Sunday I would watch it with my dad, and then he and I would we would just watch it, and we'd laugh at certain things, and then we'd talk about dumb skits ourselves. So I think a lot of it was just kind of uh, maybe that was the impetus for it. It was not necessarily a specific comedian. Like every like in yeah. my day and age, everybody it was Pryor and Carlin. Kinnison yeah. was the guy at the time as well. Uh, but none of those guys were like, oh, I want to be like him. I want to do what he does. I mean, mm-hmm. I appreciated what they did, but it was mm-hmm. never quite like that. So yeah. but I think that's that's probably where it started from. You know, high school, just kind of watching Saturday Night Live with my dad. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's one of those things, too, like you were saying earlier that, you know, sometimes, you know, like you, if you find it's really super easy to make your friends laugh and, and you enjoy making people laugh. And then at some point you're just like, you know, I, I wonder if I could take this to the next level and try to make, you know, a crowd of people laugh. Sure. And and that's the thing too. You got to remember like making your buddies laugh is, is easy because you all have Mm -hmm. the the point of reference. Like everybody knows Larry and Larry did something dumb and then you guys laugh about it. But then if yeah. I were to tell the story about Larry on a stage to everybody, like 150 people have no clue who Larry is. So they, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So you always got to change it, change the wording and change the timing and everything yeah. else to make the masses enjoy it as well, too. So it's yeah. different. It's different. Yeah. Or yeah. you could be the impractical jokers and just run around saying, Larry! <laughs> <laughs> yes. You could be like those guys. Those guys made a career out of it. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah, I like that show. <laughs> I, I know watching a, like a lot of other TV shows and a lot of movies, you you catch what you catch what they're saying and you try to use the real life and stuff, or they'll quote something and you try to like repeatedly use it, like uh, Mighty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, when um, when they say "Get on with it," <laughs> and, and yeah. it's just like you uh, like we, sometimes that that little comedic bit. You yeah. use in real life. Um, have, have have there been movies or stuff that you like took in a quote and just like you might have used it in a show, but you use it like in real life sometimes. I was a big fan of the movie Clerks. Did you guys see yeah. Clerks? Kevin yeah. Smith's yes. first yep. big movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I just used to quote lines from that a whole lot. Uh, Thirty Seven Dicks. I just love yeah. the inappropriateness of it, the language. Yeah. I mean, that that was a movie to me that just really hit because that was a movie that was going to be like rated uh, like NC-18 or whatever the hell it was, that yeah. really weird thing, oh. solely for language. There was yeah. no violence or sex or nothing. just guys saying fuck every yeah. three words or whatever. So yeah. to me, I love that movie and just the expression that happened mm-hmm. and just the interaction that all those guys had. So for me, Clerks was a big movie that uh, I, re- I repeat lines from, quote lines from. Yeah. And that's like that, you know, and that that kind of stuff is really what hit with me. Like I I wouldn't say really in general throughout my life I 
I mean, I swore, but like it wasn't it wasn't that often or like, mm-hmm. you know, there there were times in my life when I would be not not necessarily offensive, but like my my dad, my dad had a friend uh, that he would that he would drink with and stuff a lot every night. And and he was bald. He was balding stuff like that. And he would give me shit. So then I would just throw it right back and I would, you know, come up with these really insulting burns to him and stuff. Nice. And and he would just laugh about it, though, you know, yeah. but um, but like I've I've always found that like the more for me personally, the more uh like insulting or or even offensive that comedy is i uh-huh. like i i just absolutely love it like you know like um we were talking uh, about david tail yeah, yeah yeah Dave, you know, david yeah yeah his his uh that first album that he released like i've Scans i've probably yeah i've probably listened to that that album like at least a thousand times sure and like um you know, Gilbert Gottfried is like by far like one of my one of my favorite. I just love how just how offensive he is. And like, you know, like when the whole thing happened with the Aflac, uh, right. his Aflac thing, I'm just like, what do you what did you expect? Like, you oh, know, when they hired who him? this what? Well, no, when they fired him for, oh, they fired him for because he made a joke about um, the tsunami. Yeah. And they fired him. And I'm just like, well. I understand that that's, you know, that's probably something you don't want to be affiliated with, but sure. you probably should have thought about that when you hired him in the first place sure. for well, that was, voice. Gilbert was the guy who apparently they attribute the whole too soon phrase to, because apparently yeah. he told a joke about the Twin oh, yeah. Towers like a week later or something, and yeah. someone yelled out, too soon! And yeah. uh, yeah, so, I, so I, I'm with you of like, this yeah. is the guy that you hire, what do you think he's going to say, right? Yeah. He's yeah, gonna say something dumb or weird or whatever, and that's that's what you hired, though. And, and yeah, that's, and the, oh, sorry, go uh, ahead. That's kind of why when Michelle Wolf was on the correspondence dinner, and she was making fun of all of that stuff going on, and they were just like, "Well, we didn't expect her to say that." I'm like, her material has been out for years. She's yeah. on the Daily Show. She right. has written stuff, so it's just like you can't act like you don't know what a comedian is going to do or say. If sure. the material is out there, like we say, do some research. Right, right. Yeah. At, the, at the club here in, in Grand Rapids, Dr. Grins, I mean, every once in a while, people will complain about whatever act they see, and I'm like, that's that's your fucking fault because yeah. there's websites and YouTube clips and Comedy Central specials or Netflix that you can do a little bit of research and go, oh, this guy is too offensive or too political or whatever, and then yeah. and then you make the decision. It's on you. Don't just go to a movie theater and go, I, I want what's in theater six, and yeah. then you go in. And you're like, oh, I don't like this. What did <laughs> What did you give me? Like you, you yeah. do a little bit of research. So yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I'm like, that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm the type of person where, like I said there, you know, none of it, none of it offends me, you know, sure. I'm sure there's, you know, like comedians that I might not, not care for as much as, of, as others, but like just appreciating comedy as a whole, like I'm most likely, regardless of who it is, probably going to enjoy it. Um, because it's fun to, you know, I like seeing, you know, I've gone to local stuff where it's just 
people I've never heard of or whatever, or, or even like I went to go see a big guy and then someone that I absolutely never heard of opened up for them. And I absolutely loved them just as much as I liked mm-hmm. the person that they were opening up for. That's great. You know, I'd sadly, I'd <clears throat> even, I mean, before this whole virus stuff with having kids like me and my wife don't go see movies, don't go do much of that barely any at all anymore. But like, right. but you know, like if I if I had the chance, I would honestly go every weekend and yeah. go watch people because I just love it. You know, it's, it's a great thing, man. <clears throat> yeah, and and I, I I there was a point when I was like in the loop of like comedy that was going on and stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. feel so so lost now when it comes to comedy. Other than like podcasts and stuff, is really you know all I really have a chance to listen to anymore. So there's a lot that comes at you. I mean, there's yeah. so much. There's a ton of late night talk shows, Netflix, yeah. Comedy Central. People yeah. just throwing out stuff on YouTube now on their own. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to keep up with everybody. So yeah, I, I don't blame you, man. I'm o- I'm overwhelmed, and I'm in the business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, like I I love listening to Lewis Black because uh, yeah. yeah, as much as political as he gets. When he talks about politics and he talks it in what kind of whatever manner that he just like look dummy this is this, this is what's going on pay attention right. you know it's always he keeps it real but he keeps he keeps it funny and everything. Yeah. Lewis oh, is great great for me because he'll take a relatively complex situation or problem mm-hmm. and then he just gets rid of all the excess stuff and he's like this is it yeah. this is the problem right here. Yeah. And you're stupid if you don't get it. And yeah. and I love him because he's this old man who's freaking out, and you're pretty sure he's gonna die one day. So <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah. gonna die on stage. And know? I think, but that's... I love that smart comedy like that, oh, yeah. like yeah, you know, like, where you can tell that that this isn't just a joke. There's a lot. There's a there was a lot more than just writing a funny haha that you know was put into this. You know, like what he's doing, which is you know like. You know, George Carlin did a lot of that, too, like where, mm-hmm. you know, there. Yeah, it came off really super funny or, you know, he'd come up with these these big, like elaborate jokes. And then, you know, the next thing, you know, then he's like, you know, why why did they put a cock on, on, on top of a, of a barn or whatever, oh, and, you know, yes. doing those little funny jabber ones in between. But, yeah, yeah it's. I got to see him before he died, and I was wow. so glad. Nice. He was a guy I missed. I never saw yeah. George. I wish I had, man. You know, missed out. Uh, so, before we get into like going to, you know, talking about the radio show, um, how do you view comedy now? How, like, from veterans to up and coming and stuff, do you think that because there's been a change in how? people tell jokes um, or in subject matters that is hard to touch. Do you think uh, comedy is going in a different way and people are, are, there's a different route or do you think there's just now you got to do a new shtick to be a comedian? Ooh, you asked a whole lot of stuff there, Ed. Comedy's fine. I think the state of comedy is fine. I know they talk a lot about like uh, PC stuff and yeah. you know being PC is is uh, destroying comedy. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, I think again, getting back to the whole thing, you got to be true to yourself. Yeah. An audience will find you as long mm-hmm. as you're funny. An audience will eventually find you. 
PC or not PC. Like I'm not. I don't want to say I'm. I'm not PC. I just. I like to swear a whole lot, and I say yeah. dumb things. I, I'm not yeah. going out of my way to try to offend anybody. If I do, I apologize. But that's on you. That's not on me. It was not my intent to do it. I think yeah. uh, people are definitely getting smarter, Ed. Like you talked about how you like smart comedy. I think for the most part, the comedy is becoming smarter. And you're needing to be more original and more truthful. So I think ultimately it is getting better and it's definitely getting more and more accessible through podcasts and everything on the internet. Mm -hmm. So it's a good mm -hmm. thing. I think it's a good yeah. thing. The, the hard thing though is standing out. Like how do, how do I, how does Stu McAllister stand out from all these other comedians that are coming out? So then that's where I have to find like my shtick, my persona, my, my point of view, and then hopefully people like it and kind of come along with it. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, I, Oh, go ahead, Jesse. I was, I was just going to say like in one, like one thing, like I know you, you joke about being like a failed comedian stuff, but, <laughs> but you do, you do uh, still do it occasionally when you get the chance. Is yeah, that uh -huh. kind of how you're doing it right now is you're just kind of, you just kind of, you know, when you, when you really, really want to get out there because that was something i was gonna ask you about okay. like is you know how much you how much you and and like if you really really enjoy that part of it of the yeah. the getting up in front of people yeah. or if that or if that was something that you had to get over or you know like <clears throat> at first I think well, every every comedian I think will tell you that they love getting in front of people. They love getting on stage. They love making people laugh. Yeah. Uh, if a comedian says they don't like that, I don't I don't know why they're doing it. Then like you yeah. should have stopped a long long time ago. I love I love pretty much everything about comedy other than the business aspect. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Business always kind of gets in the way, and uh, I'm I'm gonna tell I I jokingly say I'm a failed comedian. Mm -hmm. uh, Things didn't quite go as I would have wanted or expected, and yeah. uh, I've gotten to a certain age where I feel like I need to just kind of like reevaluate a whole lot of stuff. Like yeah. uh, work, work in the road is pretty grinding. Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old. Do I want to be like in my car every weekend driving 10 yeah. plus hours at a time, or if I get on a plane and I'm flying somewhere, do I really want to do all this stuff? And, I think most comedians will tell you it's a drag, I, which is sad. I do enjoy the traveling. Like I've I've yeah. been to Appleton a, a couple yeah. times, and it's it's a sweet city, man. I love uh, yeah. what's that bar? Cleo's is that the bar? Yeah, With the Christmas yeah. lights. The, yeah, the that's the yeah, like a martini or the the martini place. I, I think, think it so. Is, right? I fucking love that bar, man. Yeah, and then I went yeah. to some. Uh, you get you guys have a very large. Uh, what is it? Mong population. Mong, yes. Yeah, yes. there was some yes. weird. Uh, after hours bar that I went to where me and the other comedian, we were the only white people in that bar. And I was <laughs> yeah. about two feet taller than everybody in there too. I was not hiding and it was super <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, why is this happening in Appleton, Wisconsin? But there I yeah. was. And that, that's the weird shit that you get when you travel and you meet new people and you see different things. And I loved all that. And I love yeah. performing and I love writing and I love connecting with people like connecting with you guys it's yeah. great, but there's just the business end. And until yeah. you get to a certain level, it's kind of a grind, and I'm not a fan of it. So then it becomes, I got to reevaluate. Like, what am I going to do now? So, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's the one of the things, the traveling portion of being a comedian. Yeah. You know, you hear comedians 
saying how they're always on the road and you know they're not with their wife or just one day they're with their one year they're with their wife and then you see their next comedy special they're divorced and stuff like that and it's kind of weird just like what ha- like kind of what happens when you travel that affects relationships and stuff for a comedian um like if you want to speculate or anything Oh, did he freeze? Oh, did he freeze? He even have froze. Yeah, I think he froze, Jesse. You want to try to get him back? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, everybody. Uh, hang up. Oh, oh. you're back. Oh, oh there you're we back. go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting ready to hang up, and then you guys showed up again. Oh, it's funny. He's got catching up. Um, yeah. What were you asking? Uh, like the traveling aspect, yeah. uh, I, I mentioned. Like you'll see a comedian, they're married one year, and then next time they'll do a special, they come back, and then they're getting a, a divorce. Do you think yeah. that the traveling is sometimes just their uh, occupation of being a comedian hurts that relationship and stuff? Probably. I think you need to have a very stable, uh, significant other who um, is. Oh, he froze Uh-oh. again. Oh, yeah. Skype, gotta love it. Oh, to me, a comedian will come in and they'll have their significant other with them, and I'm like, "Oh, you got busted for cheating." That's that's what happened, and that's why they're here. So yeah, oh, uh, it's hard. It's a hard life for everybody, you know, for the comedian and for the significant other. It's not it's not agreeable, and I think most comedians will tell you they want to get off the road. They would prefer mm-hmm. to have. You know, being being town for three weeks out of the month, and or they're doing a television show or whatever. Like comedians yeah. want to do that; they want to do TV and movies. You don't see a movie actor going, "Hey, I want to do stand-up comedy and get on the road." It, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did you? Uh, yeah, we'll do the. We we're gonna talk a little bit about about okay. just being on a radio. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay, sure. uh, so yes, it seems that you were on radio for uh, a while. Uh, can you tell us about that experience? That was great because for for me, that was kind of the thing of like, oh, if I get this radio job, then I can be off the road. Uh, it can, it's still an entertainment outlet. I'm here in town. It's regular income because that's the weird thing with comedy too. Of like, I can be mm-hmm. in Appleton, Wisconsin this week. And then a year from now, who knows if I'll be back in Appleton, Wisconsin or not. Mm-hmm. So, but the radio gig, it, that's stable, like Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. uh, I was was the second banana. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of feeding the main host, Eric Zane. of like, here's some jokes. Yep. This is what we can talk about, this or that. And I would have loved it. And then and then it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah. What are you going to do, man? You know, it was there. It was an opportunity. I, I really appreciate Eric having given me the uh, the opportunity to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. then they just went in a different direction. So what are you going to do, right? Is it, yeah, is it but new? I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> like, I, like, absolutely loved when you were on it. Like, because oh, I, I think that was some of my favorite, you know, like, because, you know, don't get me and don't get me wrong. Like, I, I enjoyed everyone that's been on on the show throughout the throughout the whole time of, you know, kind of the, everything changing up. But 
but like I, you know, like that's why that's why you're kind of here today is like for whatever reason, you know, like your personality. Yeah. I think what it was is I I could tell that it was like you know kind of a similar to me kind of thing in some oh, ways yeah. that so like your your personality on the show kind of you know interested me on on that struck part a chord with you, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, I yeah. always looked at it too. Um, Eric, the main host, uh, he and I are the same yeah. age. We're both white dudes, but beyond that, uh, I don't think he and I could have been more polar opposites. Really, yeah. I mean, he was yeah. married with a whole bunch of kids. He had a successful radio career. I've never been married. I got zero kids. Not successful at all. <laughs> uh, he's way more conservative. Packs a gun all the goddamn time. I'm like, couldn't be more farther away from that. Yeah. You know, I'm fairly liberal. Yeah. I want nothing to do with guns. And uh, so yeah. we would have been good foils. Yeah. But, uh, I guess they just they couldn't get past the middle aged white guy thing. And uh, they're they're whatever. It ha- I had fun, man. I had fun. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Right. It's yeah. radio for me was challenging, though, because it's the whole thing of like it's very quick. You only have mm-hmm. s- certain slots and mm-hmm. uh, you can't say certain words like I don't I guess I should have asked you guys if I could swear or not on your podcast. No, you can't. Okay, yeah, but they couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't swear on the radio, and that's never been a problem for. I like swearing. I can't lie. I love swearing, but that's something you can't do on the uh, on the radio either. So you got to be yeah. innuendo and strange and goofy, and you're you're hanging out with callers too. So uh, I loved yeah. all that stuff. It'd be great to get yeah. another opportunity. I just don't ever think that's going to happen though. Radio is becoming weird, very corporate. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird because radio now is like what kind of early 2000s when podcasts were starting out you know um radio now is pretty much podcast if you take out the music and the commercials if you just edit everything you're literally listening to a podcast you're listening to a conversation um and it changes up and down and maybe you might have segments where you want to find out why this person is not calling you back or um Donkey of the day, what stupid thing this person did and stuff, and you you hear that it's just like wow, I am enjoying this, I'm enjoying this this the show more without everything that's connect the extra stuff. It's yeah, just, it's like just like a podcast. Yeah, um, have there's ever been moments where when you were on the radio show that both of you guys just laughed out, like you had a moment where you just fell out laughing or Boy, anything. With- with Eric, I mean, there was always there were some dumb things. There was the uh, I don't know, Jesse, if you remember this or not. There were these kids in uh, in Clio, Michigan, and they threw yeah. like a, a brick or a rock over or, over an overpass, and yeah. it hit someone, and the person died. And everybody was making this big deal about it, and it, it was very very awful. But I was yeah. like, the kids are innocent. We got to free the Clio Five, and I was sticking to my yeah. guns about it. And it was more <laughs> kind of like I'm I'm. Being devil's advocate here, I know yeah. I, I know I'm not right, yeah. but I'm going yeah. to say this because it makes for interesting conversation and yeah. it makes people hate me. So yeah. that's you know yeah. that's the good part of radio. But you need the foil. You yeah. need someone to be the jerk or the asshole or whatever. And I I know yeah. Eric loved it and I loved it and it, yeah. it, it was just fun, man. It was good stuff. Yeah. Well, especially like you know like because I I listened to to the free beer and hot wing show obviously you know and and that's where I'd found out about Eric and you know got to meet him at a live a live morning show a couple of times nice um and all that but um but yeah like it it, it was kind of funny seeing seeing Eric almost take take you know a different 
Like, I mean, he still was him, but like, but like you almost got to step into that, like, you know, that goofy over the top kind of character that he was originally on their show. And it was kind of funny sometimes because if it, it seemed like, like, I, I I would think to myself, I wonder if Eric is holding himself back right now because he probably wants to agree with yes. you on he some, was, some of Jesse. that stuff. He was holding yeah. himself back. But that's the thing. Like Now this is his show. He's got to yeah. be the captain of the show. He can't be the yeah. dude flying off the handle. Yes. So, yeah. It, yeah, I'm sure it was yeah. very hard for him because he yeah. was the guy on the Free Beer Howings. I'm going to take a hand yeah. grenade and throw it in there and let's see what yeah. happens, right? Yeah. And create chaos. And so my job as the second banana, I was sort of the guy creating, yeah. creating the uh, disturbance, the, yeah. the problems or whatever. So yeah, it was fun for me. So yeah. And how long did you do the radio show? Uh, I it wasn't very long. That I sat in with him for two weeks at a time that were just straight, and then it was kind of like intermittent filling in when some guy was mm-hmm. sick or they needed someone else to pop in. So it wasn't a whole lot. Uh, there were some call-ins that I did with him. I did a lot of uh, like topic research for him as well, too, because yeah. I was thinking, like, okay, if nothing else, if I'm not on the radio right now, like they haven't determined whether or not they're going to hire me or someone else, this yeah. is what I can do. I'll, every yeah. day I went and I researched for like one to two hours, like topics that would be good for the show. Like there were 30 websites that I looked at every day. I'm like this is shit that you could or should talk about. And he used a whole bunch of them. So I felt yeah. like I was, even though I wasn't on air, I felt like I was contributing to the show. So, yeah. Uh, and this then listener call. Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Because I got. Uh, well, I was gonna say. Call. I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna bring us into kind of like your your sh- if your uh, podcast, if you don't mind, Ed, because sure. we could probably kind of bring this to an end here soon. Because right. we're oh. at almost an hour, so. Oh, uh, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to ask him about listener calls. Just yeah. like, oh, go for what it. is it? What is it about listener listener calls that makes a show interesting? I loved them. I love because you never knew what the idiot was going to say. You had absolutely no idea, <laughs> and like you, I would be sitting across the board from Eric, just staring at him, like, "What the fuck is this moron talking about?" Like they would just be completely off base. <laughs> Or they would talk about something that we had talked about like five segments ago. And like, yeah. where have you been, dude? And one of my favorite things was um, there was a, a character who became a b- big part of the show was uh, Throat Slash Dale. And Dale mm-hmm. called in on one of the days for the very yeah. first time when I was talking with Eric. And he called in and he talked he like this, and I, I, you know, very strange, <laughs> recognizable voice. And then we just started finding things out about him, how he was yeah. he was in prison for selling drugs and he got in a fight and some dude slashed his throat and that's why he talks like that. And now he's out and I'm sober <laughs> and I'm a life coach. It was all like, yeah. what is going on with this dude? <laughs> yeah. And to, to this day, Eric's podcast, he's very much a big part of Eric's podcast. And so I got to be a part of the initial thing of here's this weirdo caller who's now become yeah. something else. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like it reminded me, you know, like because Eric's, you know, obviously he's always been a really big um, uh, fan of of uh, Howard Stern and stuff, you know, and I and I could definitely see in his personality, you know, some of the that influence almost of Howard Stern. Um, and so like when all that stuff was going on, I always thought it, you know, like right away, the whack pack, you know, like yes! you know, the Street, it was basically, it's like he had his, 
you know, it's like it was that kind of thing. Yeah, the Zaniacs, the Zaniacs yeah. are are the yeah. Whack Pack. Yeah. They're a, a weird assortment of lunatics who are yeah. very dedicated to Eric. And that's yeah. I told Eric, I'm like, that is fantastic for you that yeah. you have these guys that are always going to have your back. So it's, yeah. I mean, how many how many radio people really have that? Not a ton. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you know, a lot of times when you're when you're going. When you're going from station to station or, you know, like you get those dedicated followed following fans, but, you know, like some of the bigger shows, there's not, there's not exactly, I mean, you have social media, but a lot of times all that has to change if you go to a different radio station and sometimes you might get lost in the, uh, and you know, like, cause there's just so much, you know, radio stations and Mm -hmm. talk shows and all that out there, like, you know. And I, I, felt, and I feel it, like with what he does, like he's had a chance to kind of keep a lot of those people that that were big fans, you know, still in contact with him because, you know, he didn't just go to another, you know, big radio station somewhere or whatever and get lost in the right. fray, you know. So right. I think it was hard for him when he initially left. And then he yeah. went to he went yeah. the format that he was on a sports talk show or a yeah. sports talk station yeah. was not a great format for him to be yeah. on. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think the station did him any favors either in in terms of like advertising for the show and kind of promoting yeah. the show in that capacity. They kind yeah. of put it all on. This is Eric Zane. You guys know him. He's a celebrity in town. And while he yeah. was a big cheese for sure in Grand Rapids, there's still a level of. We we got to do our part as as the radio station. So they yeah. didn't do him anything. But I, I mean, if you were to talk to him today too, he's like, things couldn't be better for me. And I, yeah. I believe it. You know, him doing yeah. his podcast, being in charge of everything, good for him. Yeah. So we get into uh, your LMNO podcast. Oh or boy! From your, I was watching one of your comedy skits. Yeah. Oh, and you were just like, yes, uh, just abbreviate something with LMNO. <laughs> and, you know, let it stand for uh, lick my nuts or penis. Yes. Or for you ladies, lick my nips or pussy. And yes. I was just like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. My, I, my eyes widened. And so when I, see, when I heard that you had a podcast called LMNO, I was just like, this is interesting. So, because I just watched your recent one. Um, you have a hole of the day. Yeah. Uh, you guys tried kind of candy Fago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, Fago, it depends on what flavor. It yes. depends on what gas station you go to. <laughs> Fago <laughs> is only at gas stations. It's never. Am I wrong? It's nope. never You're in right. a grocery store. It, well, there it is. There it is in Michigan because they make it there. It's but... made in Detroit. Really? Yeah. 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 Fago's made in yeah. Detroit. That's why it's a big thing that. with the Juggalos. Yeah. The Juggalos are yeah. out of Detroit and they love their Fago. So, yeah. yeah. Cotton candy is <laughs> gross, though, Ed. Never have it. Never I, have it. I listened to it because you were just like, it was blue. Yes. Something. I'm like, don't Fago have like eight drinks that is blue? Like blue raspberry. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but there is. They do have some bad flavors. We say rock and rye is still the best. Yeah, rock and rye <laughs> yeah. is great. That one is yeah, good for sure. Uh, but uh, how did you get? How did Elemental start? Like, how did you get into that the podcast world? Well, and um, it originally it had a different name. It was called Studio Fifteen Thirty Four, and oh, uh, Stu and Studio, and then Fifteen Thirty Four yeah. is my house number. So oh, that's okay. where it was that. And it initially became because I was the house MC at the comedy club. 
And I'm just like, I should just interview these guys. So pretty much Studio 1534 was me interviewing the comedians that came into Dr. Grins every week. So if you were to go search it and you were to find it, I would tell you don't waste your time. Don't look for it. They're all garbage, but uh, they're up there. I've, I've interviewed some pretty big name comedians who, who some for whatever reason, agreed to talk with me. And then, uh, and then it just changed. Someone said, hey, you should call it the Elemental Podcast. And I'm like, all right, that fits with my stupid joke. So yeah. then it became less about interviewing comedians and more about me just yelling and swearing and being an idiot. That's pretty much yeah. what it is. What well, did and, the bell tell such cool the quarter? I don't know. <laughs> be the change you want to be. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, oh wow, that's such a dad grown joke. Yeah, <laughs> it, was it was awful. Good. It was a very awful joke, and I don't know why I said it out loud, Ed. I apologize. <laughs> no, but no, it was I... good for coming up with it on the top of your oh, head. Exactly, you really it was. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. So, yeah, so now, I mean, ultimately it is, it's just me yelling and I don't have to worry about it because it's kind of like, if you guys like it, great. And if you don't like it, yeah. great. I mean, nobody's yeah. really paying me for anything. It's more, for me, it's a creative outlet yeah. know, where I can sit down with uh, Jamie and I can sit down with Jason whenever he comes back mm -hmm. from self-isolation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun for me. Like, I hope, hopefully you guys find your podcast fun. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we, yeah, we look forward to it. You know, especially doing like we didn't do stuff like this that we're doing now um, on the uh, the other the previous network that we were in. Uh -huh. And we so we kind of left, you know, like everything that happened and then we created our own, the three of us. And now we've just kind of right. been building stuff up. But, yeah, we you know, yeah. we we love doing this and, and like like one thing I was going to say about with your your podcast um that like I could I can also kind of see where it would have been like the perfect like if you you said you loved doing the you know radio show yeah. quite a bit and like I really feel like that's almost what it was is like a like an evolution of like taking you know what you normally do as a comedian uh, and then and then the radio oh, stuff. You're back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, you taking froze what you and then you came back real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, they so you what you did as a comedian and then what you did on the radio show and it's kind of like a mixture of those two things kind of together, you know, and that's what your kind of what your podcast is. I feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. I enjoy doing it and I feel it, and it's just one of those things of um I, I tell so many people are doing podcasts now and I would mm -hmm. encourage everybody to do a podcast, but don't mm -hmm. go into it thinking that you're going to get rich or famous. Mm -hmm. it, it probably is not going to happen. So you got to go in doing it like, I'm going to have some fun. And if some people pay attention to it and have fun with me, hooray, we did it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's, I, it's, I know I'm not going to get rich or famous from it, but I enjoy doing it. So there we go. Yeah. It's yeah. always feel like feeling like you're part of the conversation. You're hearing the discussion and you, you may agree with the person who might uh, give their opinion or not, but it's just like, you come back and you want to see what else do they got to say about stuff or yeah. Maybe yeah. I could send my two cents in by email or calling or whatever and feel like I'm part of the podcast and stuff. Um, yeah. me, and me and Corey, we get we still even Jesse still get questions today on how we how to start a podcast, Great. how to create the content and stuff. And we literally just tell people, just go for it. Find out what you love to talk about, research what you can, 
make a format, go in with a plan, or if you feel like you don't need a, n- nothing like that and you could just go in and talk, do that. But I'm like, know that, like you said, you're not going to get rich or famous or anything, yeah. but, you know, at the time, build. Because if you even if you came out and you hit it big time, the hardest thing is to do is to maintain that and grow yes. from there. Yes. You know. Yep. Yeah. And so and so we always say go and have fun with it. You may never throughout all the years, you may never get nobody, or you may get two or three listeners, but uh-huh. continue to do what you love to do until yeah. you feel like you know what? I said all I could say. I'm going to put it to rest. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. my final episode and move on from there. Sure. Or, or do something else. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, like I, we talked before about Eric Zane's fans. They're called Zany. Yeah. yeah. Like I have my fans. I call them the six member mafia because yeah. I like to say I have six listeners and that's it. <laughs> uh, you keep it low, man. It's low. Got low expectations. I got six people who listen and they're the only yeah. ones that I care about. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, well, and yeah, and like you were saying, you, you know, if, like really, if you're doing it like for yourself and you're having fun, and you know, and people love what you're talking about, and you get you know big fans like that, yeah, that's really, you know, like you hope someone likes what you're doing, yeah, and and if they do, you know, like you're very appreciative of it. And that's all that, you know, like, that's all that matters. And I feel like, you know, like you, you do it that way, not expecting, you know, to try to make money or any of that stuff. And I think your show will be better if you're not pushing, because you can get to a point where you're pushing yourself too hard to try to be Mm -hmm. something that maybe you're not going to live up to. And then, and then you're only making it stressful for yourself. You're like this is, you know, for us, it's just talking. We're just friends talking on the internet. You know, like that's all it is to us. And and you know, and and we're glad that people enjoy it. You know, I can't lie, fellas. Uh, I would totally sell out if someone gave me a lot of money. I would sell out in a heartbeat. <laughs> that Joe Rogan mess was nonsense. I'm like Spotify. You paid them what to do what? I'm like no. Right. I'm like. Right. I, I have nothing against Joe Rogan. He is what he is. He right. says what he needs to say. But I'm not paying that money to have that craziness on on right. a network like that. Mm-mm. I don't quite get where his he gets his fans, but good for him. He he did something right. Yeah. Right? I guess. Um, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> I guess you're not one of those fans, Ed, huh? I well, I well, I I was I listened to him for the longest time, and then I don't know. I just got to a certain point where I you know, I I wasn't finding it funny anymore. Or like, I mean, there's still people people that that are associated with them that I that I love, like Burt Kreischer and stuff. Sure. Oh. Um, and even Duncan Trussell, man, he is one weird human being. Really? But. But yeah, he's 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 way he's way out in space. <laughs> like he's perfect for Joe Rogan then. He's perfect. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah, just don't. But... I I just feel like from what he did on the TV to what he got into his podcast, I feel like there was a change, and it's just like I don't know something about his vibe and what he does. Just just don't. I, not saying I don't want to be connected to that or I don't want to look at it or anything, but uh-huh. it's just like this is a vibe that I don't feel like dealing with. Yeah, um, sure. It's not for me know, either. 
yeah. you know, there may be people who enjoy what he does and stuff. I'm just like, but I'm like, right now, nah, I can't mess with your vibe. I got a, I got too much of a good vibe, and I don't need your energy ruining that vibe with your vibe. You seem like a pretty happy dude, Ed. I am. I pretty much. How do you do it, Ed? How do you stay happy? <laughs> Tell me your secret. As <laughs> actually just having fun. Actually, you know, podcasting, writing, doing everything that I love to do. And regardless of what the comments are and and everything, I'm always. I always say this. I'm always thankful for whether I get something positive or negative. You know, me and Je- me and Jesse could go back and forth and be like, ah. But I always tell Jesse, hey. Let's go to Taco Bell or let's uh <laughs> let's let's play some Call of Duty. Like like Jesse yeah. would let Jesse would tell you, we have had some discussions. And the next yeah. following night from one p from one AM to three PM, us on Xbox Live having a good conversation, like it ain't nothing. And I always and I tell Jesse, I'm like, good morning, or what's up, bro him? Or I'll call him and FaceTime him while he's at work and like really laugh, really laugh and just like, Did you hear the news? Did you do th-? like yeah. And we literally, there's been times that we had such a good conversation that we end up leaving it and be like, we should have podcast that. Uh, yeah, we should have yeah, recorded I, this. <laughs> I often say, save it for the podcast. That's yeah. I often say that with David. Like, save it for the podcast. Yeah. Don't talk yeah. about it. Now. Save it for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's and great. By the way, a spe- good relationship. That makes the podcast better. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, speaking of like, Jay- like, I really like the dynamic between you and Jamie. I've, I've really been uh, enjoying the last. That's good. The Some last people couple. think I yell at her too much. Hopefully they realize oh. that's a lot of shtick. So yeah. Wonder. And well, and I mean, you can tell because she's, she does that very good job of kind of ignoring you at times yeah. and just well, rolling, o- rolling so over so, what you're saying. So, so just like, <laughs> is he drunk? Like, like the, the latest, latest episode, I was just like, is he drunk? Like, because he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I'm like, wait, what is going on with this? Yeah, I know. I apologize. It's very unprofessional, Ed. It's very no, unprofessional. No, it's, keep, yeah. do, I mean, keep doing what you're doing. It was just like, wait, is he? Is, 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 <laughs> it was just like, I. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to be like, what is this guy sure. doing? But I'm, I'm weeding out people who don't get it. <laughs> but it's entertaining, and I love it. I'm just like, okay, I, I get what he what he's doing. But, like, it was just weird. I have never heard a podcast where a person starts off sounding drunk or being <laughs> just, like, just like, wait, huh? Like it's something new to me, but when you get it, you be like, "Oh, okay, I got it." Yeah, she was being yeah. an idiot again. All right, we're gonna go with it. Okay, I appreciate. Well, it. well thank, thank you guys for listening to the last episode. I appreciate it. Yes. Um. But so before we go, uh, okay. Stu, would you like to plug anything? Where can people find you? Where can they listen to the podcast? Or um, it's uh, Elemental Podcast. It's as simple as that. You can find it on probably most uh, podcast platforms. It's, hopefully it's out there somewhere, easily accessible to you guys. Uh, and then me, uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram, it's a Stu McAllister and uh, S-T-U-M-C-C-A-L-L-I-S-T-E-R and I say dumb things. And uh, on Instagram right now, it's just me putting up weird signs in my window. I have crayons <laughs> and a lot of time. So uh, <laughs> that's what it's been lately. So we, all right. Speaking speaking of, we uh, two houses down from us. People like very very early on, they rode up. They they had it looked like kids uh, colored uh, 
uh, letters and put them in the windows <laughs> and it and it said that uh um what's her name uh from the the tiger king uh oh, carol, carol baskin carol. yeah carol baskin killed her husband or, or did it or something like that yes. they had up in their window and, and she, it was like a big thing like in in town here people what? were loving it that's funny <laughs> and now she has his park that's uh, crazy yeah, yeah i, I know how that happened but good for her i guess i don't know yeah yeah it's a mess but very much yeah um uh there was something else I was going to say, but I can't think. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, if you're ever in, in Appleton, <laughs> I'll definitely, like, if if I find out if you ever do come back into Appleton, I'll let you know, I man. would love sure. to see you live. For it sure, man. A it's a good time. And I, I really love the skyline. The skyline in Appleton yeah. is great. I've been yeah, there twice now. I love it. It's a good good place, man. Yeah. Which is weird because you wouldn't think in Appleton, Wisconsin, they would have a great club, but they do. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's yeah, it's just such a unique little weird looking building. That's yeah, you know, like they've got the the brewer or the uh, yeah, it's like a brewery downstairs and yep. a, a restaurant that's a brewery and yeah, it's it's an amazing yeah little place. But yeah, we used to have one right outside of Appleton, and I think it was Menasha. Uh-huh. It was um. But that one unfortunately closed down. That was a really good one too, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, we. I don't know what what all happened with that, but it was kind of a bummer when we found that out because we had o- been to both of them. Owners fighting with each other is what it was. Yeah. Co-owners yeah. of Skyline, and then they broke off, and they tried to compete, and that town's yeah. not big enough, man. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my wife, actually, that was one of probably my all-time favorite birthday presents I've ever gotten in my life is my wife secretly uh, had bought tickets for us to go see uh, Tom Green there. Oh, wow. He's and great. so, uh, yeah, I, I just loved to, I like yeah. just, you know, I was right in that perfect age where I grew up watching him on MTV and stuff. And, uh, it was seriously, it was, the, and he actually, we were in the front row. So he actually talked, you know, like talked to me and at one point and stuff. So yeah, it was great, but nice. well, Jesse, where can we find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me almost everywhere as phantom NXS. You guys can find me on Twitter at that pressure code. You can check out more 1v1 on bossrushgames.com, on our YouTube page, Boss Rush Games. Uh, check out Nintendo Pop Block, Boss Rush Podcast, Arsenal X, Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, and more of our other content here on Boss Rush Games. Once again, check out Stu's podcast, the LMO, LMNO podcast. Uh, you can find. <laughs> yes, you can find it actually on SoundCloud. That's how I found it. Um, right. Apple uh, Podcasts and more. Once again, everybody, uh, let's continue to play games. Be better to one another. Definitely during this time. Thank you, Stu, for coming on and yeah. like laughing us, laughing with us, and uh, giving us great comedy and just talking to us. Okay. So, uh, with that, everybody, we will see you next time on One V One. Bye. Bye.